Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of the UVC South podcast. I'm your host, Chan Tran, and today we're here with the UNAFSA CPP committee to talk about all the work that they do and tell us about what CPP is. Uh, it's been a while, so I'd like for all of you to give a warm welcome to the guests that we have here today. Woo. So uh, we can go ahead and get started. Uh, y'all can introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit of why you joined UNAFSA CPP committee. All right. Um, hi, all. So my name is Ni. I go by she, her pronouns. I am from Northern California. And in terms of CPP, um, I've been on the committee for like the past two years. But um, I guess like I joined CPP because it was something new to me, I guess, in the beginning. Didn't really know what it was. I wanted to try something new, something out of my comfort zone. And it was something I really enjoyed working with like different nonprofits and also just working with other students and those that just were interested in um, wanting to work collaboratively. And as one of the co-directors this year, I think um, yeah, this was one of my goals to become co-director and see what can we do for change towards CPP and such. But that's why I joined. Um, I'll pass it over to Jason. Hello, uh, I'm Jason, uh, he, him. Uh, also from South Region, like Chan. Uh, I, the reason why I joined CPP was to help uh, help in any way for, or UNAFSA that I could. Uh, so this was, I felt I thought would be a fun, uh, a different use of my skill set than, than what I would usually do. Uh, and that's why I decided to go with uh, CPP. I'll pass it over to Leah. Hi, I'm Leanne. I use she pronouns and I'm from the Northeast region. And this is my first year being in CPP as a committee member. And I originally did the CPP fellowship last summer, but I decided to apply for CPP just because I really wanted to help out um, with like, all these different nonprofits who are also helping with a good cause. And this was something that I did a lot back pre-pandemic and back in high school. And I wanted to just go back to my roots for it. All right. Nice, nice. Good to hear. Um... And for those that are listening uh, that don't know much uh, about UNAFSA in general, so C the CPP committee is just one of the cabinet uh, committees uh, that UNAFSA has. Um, but yeah, I think you can tell us a little bit more as one of the co-directors. Like, what is the CPP committee like exactly? Um, you know, people just hear about it, uh, don't really know what like how UNAFSA works or what y'all do so yeah tell us about like all of y'all's goals and objectives definitely um i think it's definitely valid that a lot of people don't know what cpp is um because i know a lot of people that like are involved in cpp or like donate to cpp but don't really know what it is so um thank you for asking that question um what does cpp stand for it stands for the collective philanthropy project um it was created back in 2005 around um basically as an initiative for students and different community organizations slash nonprofit organizations to collaborate on working towards a charitable cause, um, essentially raising money for them, um, understanding what their vision is, what their goals are, and what, um, as a beneficiary, like what their projects are, correct? Um, so I guess like that's a little bit about what CPP is. Um, I definitely can go into it more if you'd like. Um, but in terms of our visions and goals, I think definitely in the past, um, 
so both my other co-director david tran we have both been in ctp for a bit now and um same with jason as well uh and we definitely saw like you know there's a lot of processes that um are the same and same and we kind of just wanted to focus on like reevaluating what ctp was and like i guess like what does CPP mean? What really is our goal as CPP? Um, so a few visions slash goals that we had were to reevaluate how we work internally, right? Um, CPP is made up of four different subcommittees. Um, there's audit, campaign, selection, and engagement. Um, audit focuses on the finance side in terms of um, I guess just the money side of Jason. You want to talk more about it because Jason's more with audit, I would say. Yeah, audit is basically reviewing uh, how beneficiaries are spending the money that we that our uh, constituents uh, raise for them. Uh, checking how the money is being spent, uh, checking that all the money is being utilized properly, and then basically just giving writing a report uh, so that uh, constituents can all can read. Uh, and learn more about what the project is or what, what the money is funding. Thank you, Jason, for that. Um, so that's uh, audit. There's, what I say, there's campaign where essentially once the beneficiary is chosen, it, they go into a campaign year, which it's either you, a lot of people, I guess like past year CPP campaign has uh, had different events to raise money uh for the beneficiary of that year or just to learn more about that beneficiary what their goals are and such um their selection where they are the beginning stages or like the process of selecting the beneficiary for that incoming year and then there's engagement which focuses on connecting past and current beneficiaries with constituents so one of the programs that um, engagement holds is the fellowship which applications are now open if you would like to apply uh, I think it definitely is a very uh, good experience as like Leanne was a fellow last year um, but yeah so those are the four committees and one of the goals is that we wanted to work towards was really connecting the four committees rather than being separate I feel like we always thought about the different committees we always thought about CPP selection, CPP audit, but not together because we definitely do um, intersect a lot and there's a lot of work that translates over across different subcommittees. So we wanna work towards connecting them. Um, another um, aspect of like reevaluating the internal processes was relearning what it means to be part of CPP. I think like over the years, at least for me, um, I kind of like just, lost what like cpp meant i guess like what does it mean to be in cpp what really is our goal like why are we doing it so we really want to relearn what what does cpp really mean to us and like how can we change that um for the upcoming years and such for them to be able to understand what cpp is and then also just like the design of cpp what needs to be changed what needs to come back basically like analyzing evaluating our processes and what can it be better or be different so that um, other constituents can be more involved or like feel interested about CPP. Um, and then one of our bigger goals is education. We really wanted to focus on changing the mindset of, I guess, like what it means to be part of CPP, especially like campaign. Um, at least for me, I think that 
CPP campaign focused more on um, monetary fundraising and such um, and less about the educational aspect. And I think um, I come from like a really like public health uh, point of view. Okay. So uh, I kind of, in order to like raise money, right? I think that's a really um, nice idea, very different um, approach. But in order to do that, you know, you have to understand and know what you're doing. So being able to educate yourself and then educate others in order for them to understand what they're fundraising for, I think that's a really bigger thing to focus on. So yeah, that's that's one of our, that's like our visions slash goals for CPP this year. Oh yeah, that's really nice. Um, <clears throat> I definitely know that, uh, or I, I also agree that um, people should be at least aware of like why we're, you know, donating our money to like this organization and stuff like that um yeah and so with like all the work that you do in cpp uh or in unas in general um i like me personally i've never been on cabinet staff and a big question that i feel like a lot of people have to just any regional level uh like staff position or like in UNAFSA staff positions is what do y'all do exactly like um they'll ask me as core like oh what do you do you know like because you know they'll be like oh yeah chance uh, you know this position or you know um you're doing this position but you know what what can you tell like people that about your projects and like what exact committee work do you do to like you know achieve those goals that you just uh, mentioned do you have any like examples or anything like that yeah um i guess <laughs> uh for jason do you want to talk about audit like i guess like a little bit more about what you okay. do sure oh uh, so uh simply my uh what we do in audit is just look at uh we just talk to the um beneficiary so of the year that we raised for mm -hmm. the life cycle basically is uh talk to them regarding the contract so we look at how much money was raised if it was over or under the uh ask of what they originally asked us for uh if it was over we talked we talked talk with them about uh how they would, would like to spend the extra money maybe we can give more towards the towards the resource or we can expand the project a little more. Like let's say if it's a hundred students, now we do 120 students because we had extra money. Uh, whereas if we didn't raise enough, we would talk about trying to, where can we cut back, but still have, uh, but still make maximal, maximize the impact of our donations. Okay, nice. So uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the uh, first phase. Second phase is, uh we give well it actually depends with beneficiary but typically we give them money and then uh they send us back the receipts and then we can we log that and then write reports uh, write reports and we just basically rinse and repeat for a few uh pay cycles or, or in our quarterly cycles uh until all the money has been spent oh so it's not just like one lump sum that we just give them mm -hmm. it's like in payment periods yeah, okay. so typically we divide to thirds or quarters. We, we usually work with the beneficiary uh, to match their need. Uh, we try to adjust it. Uh, we, we try to approximate it so that we, they, we can have a, a, an, a good value that 
would be beneficial to them. Not not too low, but not uh, not going to be exceeding way exceeding their their budget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Like they're not spending or like being given too much money at one time, um, but like not too little to where they're not like asking for scraps and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the projects I guess. Like in terms of audit. Mm-hmm. Um, for I'm not gonna talk too much about selection. I feel like that's David's realm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I guess like if I were to give like a rundown on selection, right? Um, like I said earlier, selections, the process where we look for the next beneficiary that we want to fundraise for and such. Yeah. So how like I guess what we do in that or like how the process is, you know, um, of course like you know we're constantly working on like the application, making sure like it's um, informative and also like as clear as it can be for that when we reach out to like different nonprofit organizations and such or um if someone were to i guess like come upon the application like they understand what cpp is and like such um but like i guess yeah you do that application process we then reach out to a list that we have and also like if we know other organizations that um may be in the same region as us or also just like ones we know of of course um and um suggesting for them to apply and yeah that's how i guess like selection works for for that selection process uh is it like Mm -hmm. is it majority of us reaching out to organizations for to be a beneficiary is it them applying themselves or what would you say like the ratio is Eighty percent. Uh, we reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we uh, yeah. we uh, tell them about uh, UNAFSA and then tell them about what about how what the CPP process is, mm-hmm. and then uh, they would usually reach uh, if they are interested, they would reach back out with a project proposal. Okay. And then uh, a few other times, uh, sometimes uh, if they've heard of us in the past, and maybe they would reach out to they would re- they would reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know uh, we've had like repeat beneficiaries before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little about selection um, in terms of engagement. Like the biggest project, project for engagement is the fellowship. And I would say like that's my realm. I've been on CPP engagement <laughs> for the past two years. Um, but in terms of the fellowship, like I said, it's an opportunity to connect um, UNAFSA constituents or just VSA constituents to nonprofit orgs or just like past beneficiaries that we've worked with um and you know like that's just like the tip of the iceberg right but when you go deep in it's more about um we reach out to our past beneficiaries and such asking them oh like are they interested in participating in the fellowship Uh, what does the fellowship consist of and it's mainly projects that they have that they want um our fellows to work on so each um beneficiary that does participate has their own um, position. So like, I believe with Pacific Links Foundation, right, they have their communications position. Um, That is a very, I would say it's a very broad position because Mm -hmm. um, when I talked to Diane, who works with um, Pacific Links Foundation, it was, we talked about like, oh, we want to work towards like their skill set. So we altered how their position used to be. Um, And then same goes for like the other beneficiary or like the other beneficiaries that participate. Um, 
they do the same. They can either change their description, they can keep the position that they um, have or such. Um, but I guess from there, we um, once we like confirm who's participating and such, we start working on the application. We start kind of doing a lot of fine tuning on um, the position descriptions, making sure like uh, constituents understand what their role is and then from there, just keeping like constant communication um, and then opening the app, right? So, uh, it's basically, we create this for y'all to have an opportunity to build your skills essentially. Um, is, yeah. Is it, how would you um, describe the fellowship, I guess, experience? I don't know if Leanne can talk about it a little bit more since you've been a fellow, but um, yeah, is it like a job? Is it just like, volunteer work like we do in VSA you know how would you um kind of like categorize it for people that haven't have no idea like about it yeah so I would definitely say that it depends on the um beneficiary or nonprofit that you're working with and also like the type of position they gave you so when I did it I was a communications fellow for Pacific Links Foundation and since it was also a virtual experience the main things that I was responsible for was doing a lot of like the graphic designing um for instance I did a lot of their graphic designs for their summer camp and then I also did it for their t-shirts that each um, summer camp guest and attendee got. So it definitely varies depending on what the beneficiary wants you to do. I know for the other beneficiaries that were a part of CVP fellowship last year had other different requirements, including like translating like pieces of text from like English to Vietnamese. Yeah. So I think it really depends on, I guess, what you're looking for, but there definitely is a range in terms of what is offered. Okay, nice, nice. So it's like pretty much, uh... Yeah, what people have, even if people don't have, like, this specific skill set, uh, it should still be, like, uh, I guess generally, like, okay for them to be interested in applying for? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I think, like, uh, or Leanne, do you want to speak first? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, I think, at least for me, I thought it was really rewarding because I got to do, like, one-on-one -on -one, like meetings with um my like point of contact for the fellowship mm -hmm. and so i got a lot of like just training and knowledge from them like both like professional experience but also like personal experience as well so you don't have to be i guess specifically qualified for it it's definitely a learning process as well okay. yeah i think just to add on to that um like of course like once you, if you were like to open the application right now there's like a set of like quote unquote, not requirements, but I would say like recommended skills, mm -hmm. but you don't really, you don't necessarily have to have those skills either because we want to make this opportunity um, accessible to all and available to all. So even though, you know, like, of course, like skills are nice to have. In the end, we're all like learning. We're all college students, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or like most of us are college students. So it's like, we're in this learning process together and like, how Leanne was saying, it's a really re rewarding process, whether it's like a personal reward, professional reward, whatever that may be. Um, I, I suggest everyone just apply. Uh, you never know if you don't try, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> and with uh, like all the projects that y'all currently do right now, um, is there any like specific projects that y'all are working toward for the future currently that like aren't that you aren't working on right now? 
Um, we for I guess for campaign, um, we're like I said, we started focusing more on like the educational aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, if Leanne, if you want to delve into this more, you can. Um, Leanne brought a really brought up a really good idea. Um, a while back about bringing personal anecdotes in. Um, oh. If you want to talk about that, you definitely can. Yeah, I can. Um, so for me, like, I think one of the things we talked about in terms of growing CPP um, was like definitely like helping like our audience or our community know more about like what CPP actually is. And one idea I suggested was that we can start by having it be like more personal based. Um, so for example, with our current beneficiary, One Body Village, I suggested maybe be able to get like small snippets from like the people who have been positively affected by One Body Village, just so that like our community can get a better understanding of like what One Body Village has done to support these people. And then that can give them a better idea of like what um, they are contributing to. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with... Uh y'all have already expressed like okay we want people to be educated about like cpp um know more about it just so everyone's a little bit more aware and educated about what you know we're all working toward uh what besides uh the educational part uh what would you say is like one of the biggest i guess challenges uh with uh the cpp committee in general um and what y'all like had to work through um one that comes off the top of my head is definitely uh i would say a leadership drought um or like retention i guess or pretty much interest in cbp so uh, i don't know what y'all would have to say for that i actually have that same thought like (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because i have me and david had like a conversation about this really recently but um i think definitely i think not just even towards cbp but i think this is just like towards cabinet in general too it's just like it's really hard that or like it's really hard to reel people in and get them interested about maps or cpp i guess like since we're talking about cpp let's let's focus on that it's like um it's just it's really hard because like you said not many people know what cpp is not people not many people are like i guess i don't want to say like interested but um it's hard to find the it, buy-in to yeah. be interested. Is that yeah. a better way? I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, I would say, like, when I think of CPP, I think of passion. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is my own personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think of passion because it's a lot of work with, like, you're doing a lot of, you're basically, like, working this whole program that works with other nonprofits in a nonprofit, right? Yeah. So. I guess, like, it takes a lot because, you know, um, the work we do, like, yes, it's BSA and all, but um, I guess it's really hard to do the work that CPP has, CPP has, if that makes sense. I guess, like, it's a lot of work, I guess, I'm, I guess <laughs> time-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't really know um, how to put it together, but... I think that's one of the biggest problems because, like I said, not many people understand what it is or know what it is. And because of that, not many people are interested in CPP. So it leads to this leadership drought. Um, And also, like, 
when people think of leadership positions, they think of work, 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 you know, stress, stress, stress. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. It's like, how are we able to balance that interest in CPP, but also maintaining like mental health, right? Because mental health is also a huge thing. Um, and I think this is something we're still kind of like trying to understand and not like, not find a solution per se, but more so how do we um, find ways that can help a better mental health, but also bring in interest. Yeah. That's... I don't really know if I answered the question, but like, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I feel like uh, in my eyes too, it's like you're, these are new college students coming in like, you know, every year, right? And with every year, there's a new beneficiary. Um, and then how do we get people? Well, first off, they have to join VSA to like <laughs> at least know about yeah. it. Yeah. And then the second thing is um, what, how do we get them engaged with, you know, what are we all collectively like working towards, right? Because like, you know, yeah. if you're in VSA, I feel like I agree, like you should know about CPP. It's like, the beneficiary it's like oh we as vietnamese like americans and you know canadians we're all working toward this one thing to give back to the community and it's like uh how do we get people interested in that that's definitely like a hard thing yeah, yeah. it's really hard also like um when it comes to vsa i think a lot of people think of like the, the social aspect so mm, yeah. when i guess when they're introducing you nasa too it's like oh conference you know yeah. they're not really they don't really like hear or see about like cpp unless like they're fundraising for their school but like, even so they don't understand what it is um yeah but yeah i think it's always going to be something like that now and like future committees work on in order to like change that um mm -hmm. but yeah jason and leanne if you have anything to say to feel free uh, like I've been saying uh, since last year, so join CPP audit where we got plenty of room. Uh, the work hours are very, very flexible, and uh, we um, uh, are, are always glad for, uh, for people to apply. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what would y'all say is like, um, like, you know, what y'all had your own reasons for joining you know the cpp committee what would you say is probably the one of the biggest uh i guess reasons everyone can find like a common ground on to like you know do cp do the work for it and, and not just like fundraise uh at their school you know at least be interested in unafsa and stuff like that jason and leanne y'all can go first <laughs> Okay. Well, if you are interested in uh, learning a new skill set that can apply for uh, uh, in general to help you in your career outside of VSA, then you should come out into uh, CPP. Uh, there's a we hit a good variety of genres between our financials, uh, talking with other uh, uh, I guess leaders of other organizations. Uh, leadership, communication, uh, st uh, starting, uh, uh, I, I, I can't really talk about campaign engagement. I, I don't work too much with that. So I'll let uh, Leanne uh, guide with uh, what, what skills you can gain from there. Um, but 
for at least for audience selection, you can gain a lot of skills and also gain a lot of networking as well. Uh, one of the things with good things about selection that is that uh, that's actually uh, one of, uh, is that we're going to be our selection is going to be uh, a lot more interactive at the UNAFSA uh, event on in Houston uh, in July uh, or August. I forgot when it's, it's July thirteenth. July, okay, July. Yeah. yeah, it's in July in Houston, Texas. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be uh, presenting uh, some of our beneficiaries that uh and then uh, beneficiaries and then you guys will have a chance to uh ask questions and vote on a beneficiary yeah you did you have anything? do you have anything i don't know do you i was still thinking <laughs> <laughs> i can go first if you want me to okay <laughs> I think it def it'll definitely like hard question. Not, it's not really hard, but like it's hard to think of something because I think like I don't I don't know if there's like a common ground per se mm. because everyone like looks for something different, you know. Yeah. But I think I agree with I guess two things. So like one, I agree with Jason. Like there's a lot of skills that you can get that you may not have already, or like skills that you just want to grow with, or like the um. What do you call it? Like, re like defining those, refining those skills. Mm -hmm. um, so, like Jason was saying, you can work with a lot of different categories. There's a financial side. There's program planning, right? With, like I said, with the fellowship, you're basically, if you think about it, I like to think of the of engagement or just like the fellowship in general as like its own program. Because if you think about it, you're working with so many different aspects right you're working with constituents you're working with other nonprofits, right so there's communication into this there's program planning this how do we program plan like how do we evaluate what the constituents need um how do we like work with um nonprofits to understand what our constituents needs and how can their positions apply to or like be better for our constituents right because we want to use their skill set and grow from there um there's just like so many aspects to it i guess um and then, you know, like there's a campaigning side and campaigning, it really is up to whoever's on campaign about what they want to do. Like let their creative freedom run, right? If you want to go to education, go to education. If you want to go towards fundraising, go towards fundraising. Um, it just really depends, like, I guess. Where your passions align. So. Yeah, yeah, basically where your passions align. Um, and then the other thing for me is like, I guess like, I don't know if it's like a common ground, but like if you have the thought of like, oh, I'm interested, then at least for me, it's like, then find out more about it. Go out, like go learn more about it. And if you're more interested, keep learning. And then, like I said earlier, like you don't know, you can't regret what you don't try. So. That's true. That's facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. were you? done marinating I, yeah I, I got it okay um i think for me what i was gonna say was i feel like with cpp it is like definitely something that like has like a like a wide range of like skill sets and things that you can do and learn from but i think one of the reasons for why you should join cpp is just the amount of knowledge that you get from it like at least for me like working with like these different nonprofits, you know also means like you take the time 
to like research them and see like their missions, their values. And that's something that you can't really get in like a traditional classroom setting per se, or even like in a workspace. So I feel like CPP gives you the opportunity to be able to, you know, keep yourself aware of all these things going on and still be able to like contribute back. Um, and it's not just like anything passive. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can also say for, like, just any VSA position, I don't know about y'all, but I put VSA on my resume, <laughs> um, or at least for South and UNAFSA. Um, and I th I think the biggest thing that anyone can pr promote about themselves to, like, uh, their future employers is, like, project management. Um, and I think that's a really big thing in the VSA space, would you say? I definitely agree. Like, I also... I think like school VSA depends what you do, but yeah. like definitely like when you're working with like a regional and like um, UNAFSA level, I definitely think those skills should be seen because it's a lot. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> like, it's something I guess like it's an experience you don't really get in college and such. I feel like because it's very not di oh, I don't know. I think like it definitely is an experience, right? Yeah. Um, it's a lot of skills that I said that you learn and it's a lot of professional um, like management and knowledge. Like you said, like, I think it definitely gives other, like your future employer, whoever sees your resume, like a different outlook on you yeah. or like, it's I like, guess like, you're not just doing academia. Yeah. You're just, you're yeah. also doing uh, stuff in your, this is like all volunteer work too. So it's like, Oh yeah, wow. Exactly. Like did all this um, with your time. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I think uh, it's super uh, transferable skills to like other jobs too. And even for like college students, you know, that most of us are in, uh, for people that don't have, I guess, internships or like, you know, explicit like job experiences, I think like any like UNASA or regional VSA uh, work is definitely like good for, uh, I guess, your job outlook in general. Yeah. Um, I agree. And like, uh, you know, CPP has, you know, we all have our own struggles with uh, like UNAFSA uh, work um, and like our regional stuff, like with leadership retention. Um, but there are local VSAs that, you know, struggle as well too. Um, and some of them, what would, for some of them that are struggling to contribute to CPP, what would your like biggest advice for them uh, be? Um, I would say as much as, like, it's great to fundraise towards CPP, right? Yeah. I think, like, you know, that's why CPP is here. Like, we're all working towards uh, one collective project mm -hmm. or, like, one charitable cause. I don't think that should be, I would say, like, your priority. Just because, you know, like, like you said, everyone's going through their own obstacles or challenges. Um... So I would say it's more so do what you can in your capacity, right? Um, do what, I guess, not, um, I don't know how to phrase this, phrase this like, uh, don't, you don't have to prioritize CPP, basically. Like, it's not your region's whole um, thing, you know? So, like, when it comes to fundraising, at least, right? Yeah, um, which is the biggest part of how people yeah. contribute. Yeah, I would say it's, like, you know, I think a lot of people are under the assumption, if, like, if they're new to CPP, at least, right? This is yeah. um, under the preface, like, they don't know 
uh, about like the finances or how CPP works or fundraising works per se. Let's say um, they're not too sure and they donate 100% of like the proceeds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't think like you have to donate 100%. I think you definitely really? can like, yeah, because it's, I would say it's more so um, because um, when you think about it, it's like you're working with all these regions to help donate towards the cause. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it needs to be 100% because, like you said, the regions also, like, have their financial needs as well, right? So mm. I think I think it really depends on, like, who you're talking to. I think that's just my thought. Um, it's just, like, do what you can in your capacity. Um, donate what you can. Yeah. No, that's really yeah. uh, surprising. I think uh, it was more so, like, uh, you know, for I, – I understand, like, for GC, they have, like – a whole date auction thing collaboration with all their schools and they raised for um cvp uh and i for i guess some schools um uh, like what if they have i guess more troubles garnering interest or support on like raising money and it's like oh the mm-hmm. contributions there are like lacking compared to like I yeah. guess the other schools in the region like what how would what would you say is like the best way to i guess go about it um to like help uh okay how do we you know help the beneficiary better you know or like yeah yeah um honestly i don't know Mm. like i think it's a very (laughs) i uh oh yeah jason and leanne feel free to jump in whenever y'all want um but i think it's a i think it really just depends on i guess if we're talking about schools right it really depends Mm -hmm. on like what their board wants to do like i can't really give them an answer because each school is different yeah and um you know i don't i don't know how each school works right mm-hmm. um so depending on their current like obstacles challenges and just what they can do in their capacity also with like just um their the amount of people that they have in order to like help with this stuff um it and honestly, it's just something that just needs to be talked out and a lot of brainstorming. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, no, that's fine. Because, like, uh, I also, I just know in, like, the South region, at least I can speak for, uh, they, like, host uh, data auctions and, like, you know, I guess uh, talent uh, shows, uh, for lack of better words, uh, to just so, mm-hmm. like, with the purpose of, oh, yeah, we're raising money for CPP, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, did you have anything aside you? Um, I would say uh, for if, if you're struggling uh, for, for VSAs, uh, or regional or on the school level, I would say prioritize focusing uh, on like your, I guess your students, your members. Uh, they are literally more like the lifeblood of your VSA. That's true. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah, so uh, at the end of the day, though, CPP is just... Uh, and basically like an extra thing that if you have, you can contribute towards, but only still only do it if the cause makes sense to you as an organization. If you or if your organization as a whole doesn't feel like uh, the CPP is uh, reflects your values and look into other ways you can contribute or, or donate to charity instead. All right. Yeah, no, thank y'all for your insight. Uh, <clears throat> Um, and, you know, for 
I know we talked a little bit. I actually, not even a little bit. Uh, we talked a good amount about the fellowship and all that. Um, how would you uh, say uh, for people that uh, are interested in supporting like the work of UNASA and just the CPP committee in general, um, how can people get involved and I guess make a difference uh, with uh, these beneficiaries? Hmm. I guess like, are you, um, if I'm hearing the question correctly, yeah. like, are you just like, are you just trying to say how, I guess, can you put the question in like simpler terms? I guess like, yeah, yeah. are you just trying to say like, how, do, how are they able to like contribute? If people are interested in CPP or UNAFSA, how can they get involved? Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think words. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jason, did you have something to say? Yeah, join CPP audit. We <laughs> uh, that's uh, always open twenty four seven. Uh, applications are available. Uh, just apply and join. Join us. Uh, I think definitely like with if we're talking like overall cabinet, right? Like definitely just join cabinet, see what it's like, right? talk to um, different committee members, cabinet members, and see like what their experience on cabinet is like and what they do. Maybe that like, that'll get you interested in what UNASA does um, and just like its general operations. In terms of CPP, um, I think one of, besides, like I said, like joining the committee itself, one of the biggest ways is the fellowship because it's like, it's one, it's a step into working with nonprofits. It's a step of working with UNASA. It's a step in just working towards your own professional growth because it is it's an internship in the end um it's it's a paid internship oh, <laughs> um, it's a paid internship <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe that will get more people uh, to join. but uh, yeah i would say like any opportunity you see like seize it like just just go for it and um apply yeah yeah all right <laughs> no sounds good um did y'all have any last closing uh, words for anyone listening? Um, my only thing is y'all should, uh, what do you call it? Um, join the fellowship. You should apply join for the, the CPG. <laughs> <laughs> um, applications close May 6th at 1159 PM Pacific time. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's a really good opportunity. Like Leanne said, I think, over the past three years that I've worked with CPP, I've seen really amazing projects um, from all the fellows. And a lot of them have talked about their time with the beneficiaries and how it's really rewarding because like Nan was saying, like you get to interact with so many different groups and different people, whether it's like admin based or like uh, kids and such whatnot. Um, it's very interactive and it's just like, a lot of people wished it was longer. Really? Um, okay. but, yeah, I definitely think it's a really good experience, if, especially if you don't know what to do. I think just go for it because, like I, I, like I keep saying, it's like you never know what you don't try. So, you know, maybe you'll end up liking this. Maybe then, like, you want to work towards joining the committee and then providing that opportunity for constituents because you had such a good time, you know? Yeah. But yeah, join or apply, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
um well with that being said uh that is all i have for y'all today uh thank you so much for taking the time to join me uh on this podcast and for those listening yeah no definitely check uh the cpp committee out check out cabinet for you nafsa check out the fellowship program and we'll see all of y'all uh later on the next episode and hopefully at the unafsa 18 conference uh this july all right goodbye Bye.